do, 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 do. Here we go. My name's Todd. And this is Kathy. Welcome back to Zen Parenting Radio. This is podcast number 392. And uh, why listen to Zen Parenting Radio? Because you'll feel outstanding. And who doesn't want to feel outstanding, for goodness sakes? And always remember our motto. Sweetie, do you remember what our motto is? Yes. What is it? The best predictor of a child's well-being is a parent's self-understanding. That is correct. On today's show, it's kind of a very important show personally for Kathy and I. This is a show we've been working towards since March of 2017. (laughs) Why is this a special show? Because we're announcing our speakers for our 2018 conference today. And not only are we announcing our speakers, but we're talking about why we asked them and what our um, conference, not motto, what's the word I'm looking for? Our conference theme. Theme is and why we chose it. What is our conference theme? Our conference theme is be a force for good. What does that mean? Well, I'll tell you, the reason it's been stuck in my head for about the last six months is I listened to a podcast. I I talked about it on the show. It's called Making Oprah. And it was basically about how Oprah became Oprah. And uh, I think WBEZ put it out. Sorry. Oh, what was that? That was just me. That was like another you. That was me. That's me. Here, let's talk to me. It is adult. See, this is me talking at the same time. Oh, it's weird. Sorry. It's like Twilight Zone. Do, 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 do. You know what? The world wouldn't be a bad place with two Todds. That's right. We need more Todds. We need more Todds. It's like multiplicity. Um, Anyway, so I was listening to this podcast uh, called Making Oprah, and one of the things she said um, was something she realized, ironically enough, Mm. um, considering what's going on in the world right now, she had a show where she had some neo-Nazis on the show. And she realized that she was giving them a platform for their hate. And that she was like, I brought them on to kind of demonstrate why this was bad. It had the adverse effect. And it had the other effect where she's like, I felt like they were getting their needs met through my show. So she recognized that she, from that moment going forward, was only going to be a force for good. And I remember her, this was, listening to Making Oprah wasn't the first time I've heard her say that. I've heard so many interviews with her where, telling that story, but also just saying, you have to have intention about what you're bringing to the world. If it be through your work or through your podcast, through, you know, your everyday interaction, you have to have intention. And our intention with this show has always been since day one, be a force for good. Yeah, Not, although we probably didn't know those words no. seven years ago, no. but it's evolved into that. And it's not just about you and I being a force for good. It's about in our own family. Yeah. What? Who are we trying to be in our family? Who are we trying to be in the world? Who are we trying to help our kids understand our how how do we help them find their force for good? Yeah. Not how do we make them a force for good because they can do that on their own, but how do we support them mm. in becoming that force for good? So that is, I think, a very timely um, theme for the 2018 conference. When is the conference? Uh, March 2nd and 3rd. Yeah. It's always two days. For those of you who are new listeners, this is our third annual conference. Um, it's always Friday and Friday night and Saturday and actually in the Friday afternoon because I do a pre-conference workshop which we'll talk about yeah. um, but really the day starts around three if you're doing my pre-conference workshop on Friday and then you know then we have some time in between then we have nighttime where Todd and I speak um, and then Saturday we have three awesome awesome speakers we've had these speakers since what April yeah it doesn't take sweetie long to um, <laughs> figure out who she wants and how to get them. Yeah. Well, it's because it's our third annual. I think there's some, uh, we, we have enough 
people who have done it before and yeah. we've had enough success. It's an easier sell now. It's an easier sell, yeah. Um, and we're going to do hopefully a few listeners' questions too because we didn't get to them last week. Good. So I say we just start out and announce our first keynote. Okay. Um, let me get my drum roll. Okay. That's not it. Who is our first speaker, sweetie? Well, can I just do a little lead-in here? Yeah, do a lead-in. So after this year's conference, we had Rob Bell, as you guys know, and he was amazing. And he was someone that Todd and I had been following for a long time and had a lot of respect for. And we were so thrilled to meet him and have him be at the conference. And then when a, when the conference was over, I sat down and I said, now, who's someone that I'm always kind of following and wanting to emulate? Like, who's somebody that I'm like reading their work and saying, this is somebody that um, that I admire. And the first person that popped into my head was the person that I'm always trying to write like, mm. which is impossible because you can't write like anybody else, but she's kind of like the model for what it's I try. Spider. And... Oh, 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 it. oh, spider. I'm so sorry. Yeah. Hi, there he, he goes. He wanted to He's be okay. here. He did. I thought it was a fuzz. It's a baby daddy long legs. It's a baby daddy long legs. There he goes. Bye-bye. <laughs> so anyway, sorry, everybody. <laughs> You can't see that. (laughs) Spider. Spider wanted to be part of this. Anyway, when I sit down to write, sometimes I read what I write and I say, does, you know, I kind of use this woman as kind of what I bump up against. Like, there's no way I can get close to what she's doing, but she's just a role model for me. And that person is... She's the author of Wild, and she is the author of Torch, and she is the author of my absolutely favorite book, Tiny Beautiful Things, uh, Cheryl Strayed. Cheryl Strayed. Yay! Um, So you just said kind of who she is, um, but there was a movie about her book. Correct. What was that movie? They made a movie about Wild uh, two years ago. Uh, Reese Witherspoon was in it, and so was Laura Dern. They were both nominated for Academy Awards, as was the movie for Best Picture. Um, It's and it was written. Her screenplay, you know, for Wild was written by Nick Hornby. For some of you who are big into screenwriters, he's Mm -hmm. really good. And it's she's just. That's the kind of standard she has, you know what I mean? With her writing, with her work. um, And you guys who listen to the show know that we talk about Dear Sugar all the time, which is her podcast, which again, I adore. And I adore her advice. And I love her... Again, another thing I bump up against with her um, in a good way, meaning she like reminds me to keep being brave, is how she talks about her life and how she has a pretty typical life. She's married. She has children. You know, she lives in Portland, um, but she... Uh, she's honest yeah. and she doesn't allow what she's experienced in her past to define her. It's allowed her to be more compassionate toward others. Um, again, just another person that I um, love to listen to and I'm just so glad she's in the world. Yeah. And um, to be honest with you, I haven't read her books yet, um, but I have, I've seen the movie obviously, and obviously got a lot of um, recognition because it, you know, got all these accolades and things like that. And, and because uh, Todd loves Reese Witherspoon. And I'm a big fan of Reese Witherspoon. <laughs> As most uh, men and women are, I guess. Yes, yes. And uh, but I did uh, pull up a clip from Oprah um, when she did their Super Soul Sunday. Do you want me to play a clip? Of sure. That? And actually, I think this was the first time I was introduced to. Is this the one where she's talking about wild? It says it says uh, being alone can be empowering. So okay. it's kind of about that. Well, can I before you pull that up? Sure. I want to talk about one other book that she has that is called Brave Enough. Mm-hmm. And um, is that what it's called? I want to make sure I call it the right thing. It is. Um, you look it up, Todd. I'll look her. It up. 
it's a book of quotes. Basically, Cheryl is, has such a way with words and such a way with writing with heart, but with honesty, and it can be a little edgy sometimes. That she Did you say act- brave enough? Yeah, is that yeah, it? Okay. It. She has this whole book of her best quotes, and it's basically the quotes that everybody loves. Like she gets emails and um, and tweeted to and Instagram posts of people who have gotten tattoos of her quotes on their body. So again, a wonderful writer. But that book, um, I gave that away last Christmas or two Christmases ago to like everybody I know. So anyway, but I think on this interview, she's talking with Oprah, who obviously she's done a few Super Soul Sundays and, you know, et cetera. And uh, I don't know exactly what she's talking about in this clip. Um, So we'll find out. Okay, let's listen. Yeah, I had neither. It was interesting. And completely silent. So you're not like listening to earphones. You don't have an iPod because there weren't iPods. So she's talking about when Cheryl went When she walked the Pacific Pacific Coast Trail. Mm -hmm. So, and Oprah's kind of, is not probably much of a trail hiker. She's like, why did you do this? She's fascinated with Cheryl. In 1995, there were not, I didn't have any electronics with me. You didn't have a cell phone. I didn't have, I didn't know what a cell phone was. Wow. <laughs> I mean, I don't think there were cell phones for their cell phones. In 1995, they were those big honking Maybe things. Maybe you had still. a cell phone. No, like I did not. Way. I just got one. So believe really? me. Yes. Yeah. yeah I, no, I, there I, were no, and, the end. you know, I didn't have music. I would sing to myself in my head. It, my mind really tried to entertain itself. Wow. Um, but after... I think it's, you know, I've been out there eight yes. days without another human being. And then I was out there another, you know, and I kept going and going. And pretty soon I realized um, that this place felt like home, that this place felt like the place I belonged. It, se- it, it, it seemed to, uh, it seemed to, you know, when you first go into a new house and it doesn't take you into its arms, it's, right. it's you know, but then after you've been there a while, it does. Yeah. And the wilderness did that. So on page 69, you say, no escape or denial. The thing about hiking the Pacific Crest Trail, the thing that was so profound to me that summer, and yet also, like most things, so very simple, was how few choices I had and how often I had to do the thing I least wanted to do. How there was no escape or denial, no numbing it down with a martini or covering it up with a roll in the hay. Mm -hmm. Yeah, It was relentless. It was. I was out there by myself walking down a trail. Those were the, that was the fact of my I life. I know, you're just saying that <laughs> gives me chills. Because this is what I want everybody to think about. I'm sure you have, if you, if you, over, if you have already read the book, but as you're reading the book, when you're walking the trail at night, we're not talking about night with lit streets or a lit uh, paved uh, path. We're talking about so pitch black, you can't even see your hand in front of you. Right, right. Or the stars. Sometimes there were stars and I could see my and hand. And sometimes they're not. <laughs> but sometimes they're not. Sometimes they're not. And, but what is out there um, is the great, vast wilderness. Yes. Great vast wilderness. That's something. So there's a million clips I could have pulled up. This is the one that I chose this morning. And we'll probably pull up more clips as we continue to promote the the conference. But uh, it just gives you a, a – puts a voice with a name, I yep, guess. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, we're just uber excited about Cheryl. Exactly. And we highly recommend that if you if you already know her, then great. Then you're already excited and jumping for joy like we are. But if you're like, okay, this is a new person to me, I highly recommend you listen to the Dear Sugar podcast. It's her with Steve Almond and they're giving advice. And you will right in even in the first episode you listen to, you'll understand the way she gives advice. Yeah. She is in no way judgmental. She is in no way condescending. It's all about compassion, understanding, but also 
accountability. See, this is why I love her because she's not like, oh, everything's great. Everything's fine. She has an edge. Mm -hmm. She will tell you this is not okay. This is, you know, talking about value systems and internal compasses and having a sense of self. And that doesn't mean we don't make mistakes. um, But it means that once we make a mistake, what our goal is to is that to then steer correctly and to then make the choices, you know, just do the next right thing, as we always talk about. Um, So Cheryl Strayed is our first keynote speaker. And I couldn't be more thrilled to meet her Mm -hmm. just to meet her like even if she came for five minutes and I could be like hello like her if you guys see my vision boards I've got several of them but her quotes are everywhere for me like I have found such comfort in the way she writes and lives her life so I am just glad she's in the world Well, kind of what Kathy said if you've heard of her and you're then you're probably pretty excited but if you never have I guess just if you're listening to this podcast and you like the message that Kathy and I share um, you're going to like Cheryl. You're going to love it's her. It's safe to say. Yeah. Her books, if you're a reader, go get her books. Yeah. Which one would you say start with? Well, my favorite is Tiny Beautiful Things. Obviously, Wild is the most famous because it's her story of how she came out of her mother passed away when she was younger, like in her early 20s, and her experience of drug addiction and of getting lost on the way in her early marriage, um, you know, failing and yeah. that kind of experience. But Tiny Beautiful Things is basically when she was uh, – the for dear dear sugar before it was a podcast was a column and when it was a column she would obviously give advice to people who had written in and tiny beautiful things is her best letters back to people mm. and they are powerful yeah. like i could read that book it sits next it sits next to my bed and i could read it over and over again so i highly recommend that and then if you want the simple you know the, just the quotes yeah. brave enough yeah, okay. is go grab it and go and see wild yeah see the movie wild you will be it's it's um one of my favorite movies yeah. for sure and it's it's very inspiring that we all have the opportunity to find ourselves again. Yep. Um, so before we announce our second speaker, uh-huh. um, I want to talk about one of our partners and it's care.com. Uh, actually, our, the specific URL is care.com slash zen. What is care.com? Uh, they're trusted by families, loved by caregivers. It's basically a way for us parents to find nannies and babysitters and date night sitting and tutoring and after school sitting and things like that. Uh, I've been on the website. I actually really think it's very user-friendly, so you should check it out. Um, So book a date night, um, search by date. Um, You put in the time that you need the person, uh, how many hours, where you live, how many kids you have, and what the job includes. And it actually has checkboxes. Feeding dinner, bath time, bedtime, playtime, kids will already be asleep. Like you can put all those things so the sitter that might apply. So when we did it, we had, I think, 10 different sitters that wanted the job. So we got to look at the profiles and we can do our own background. They do their own background checks, but we can do our own. So it's very detailed. It's actually very cool. I think it's perfect for our listeners. So um, it's care.com slash Zen. Make sure you put in that Zen just so they can track us. And uh, I just invite all our listeners to check it out. We've checked it out and we actually had a really good uh, experience with it. So thank you to care.com. Yep. Um, our second one, you ready? Should we do ladies, ladies first again? Sure. Okay, let's go. Let's stay with the lady. So our next speaker is so excited about this speaker too. All right. So, uh, just telling you know a little backstory for those of you who listen. This is someone who we've talked about on our show several times. We have not had her on our show yet. We probably will now since we're in communication with her. Um, but she is somebody who has 
dedicated her life to kindness. Mm. And she is was a teacher. And she basically decided to focus her whole teaching strategy around kindness and compassion for others, and then has taken that into the world. And as a, di- a director, producer, she's made you know ton of viral videos about kindness. She's written a book um, called Kindness Boomerang. And um, we are so thrilled to have as our second keynote speaker of the 2018 conference, uh, Orly Waba. Who is Orly Waba? Well, I just told you. I know. Um, she's from New York? She is. And she used to be a teacher, but she's not a teacher anymore. Correct. Well, now she's running this whole business called Life Vest Inside. And what Life Vest Inside means, and again, we talked about this because I love this, um, you know, I love how she came up with her business name. Basically, she was on a plane coming home from, I can't, I can't remember, some kind of event. And she got a text that some, a child in her school, I think had committed suicide or a child had died. Mm-hmm. Something had happened that was pretty significant. And she was sitting on the plane thinking to herself, how am I going to go back and talk to the kids about this really traumatic event? And she, on the plane, saw that it said, you know, you know, in, on a plane where it says, um, you know, in case of emergency, you know, the life vest is inside. And she realized that that's really what's true for all of us is that all of our coping mechanisms are all of our ability to manage and take care of ourselves and love others and love ourselves is inside of us. And it's available. Always. And that the life vest that we need to stay afloat in the world, it lives inside of us. Not outside. Exactly. So instead of searching for the perfect words, instead of searching for the perfect way to show someone, you teach them that they already have it. Mm-hmm. And so that's her company's name is Life Vest Inside. And she, um, it, you know, again, this is another person that you guys need to follow. Obviously, you can follow her on Facebook or um you know, Instagram. And we'll put all the links in the uh, show notes. Exactly, because then you can see what she's doing. Yeah. She did this great video of where she went into New York, um, and she was she her book had just come out, Kindness Boomerang, and so she was going around New York and giving things to people who are homeless, and not just giving them things, but sitting down and talking with them and right. and making eye to eye contact. And my favorite story that I shared already, but I'll share it again, is she sat down with a woman a woman who was homeless and started talking to her and said, you know, I have this book that I've written if you would like it. And the woman looked at it. She said, oh, I've already read that. Mm. And Orly was like, what? And she's like, oh, yeah, my husband, who was also homeless, he finds books for me and brings them to me. And this is wonderful. And then she even said, oh, I remember on page whatever, whatever, you talked about this. So she had really read this book. And Orly just realized that you put things out in the world and it can be found. And you have no idea how it's going to affect people. Exactly. And, you know, by luck of the draw, she received this feedback. But we all do things on a daily basis that have these ripples that we'll never confront or be able to see. Right. She was lucky enough to kind of... Um, find it, but that's not obviously why you do it. Well, it isn't, but that's the thing, the important thing to remember about why we're saying be a force for good, because everything you are is a force. Mm. And I don't mean that in like overpowering someone, but you have this internal force, right? We're talking, let's talk, you know, Jedi language here. You have a force. And you can't always see how it's affecting others, but it is affecting others. So Orly had the experience of going out there and seeing how it affected someone positively. If you are someone who on a daily basis is doing things that are cheating people or being dishonest or being deceptive, and you're like, well, I'm not hurting anybody, I beg to disagree. Mm -hmm. You are. You may not be seeing the effects, and but 
there are many times that you could be feeling the effects and there may be people suffering that you're not aware of it. Well, and not only that, it's, um, you know, it affects yourself. And that's the bottom line, right. really. I mean, I could sit here and say, oh, what about everybody else? But when you are being dishonest, when you are being deceptive, or when you are not dealing with your own stuff, which we're all capable of doing, we are hurting ourselves. Well, and at my Tribe Men's Group last Wednesday, we were going to talk about candor, and we ended up changing the topic last minute. But one thing I'm learning about um, candor from a book that I've been reading is that it's you feel like you're not being truthful or you do things to um, make it uh, easier and not be... um, So anyways, the bottom line is you... I'm losing my brain this morning. I had a long weekend, didn't I? I can tell. You're kind of... Can I help you? No, no. um, When you hold back, when you withhold information or you you cheat somebody or you tell a lie or you do something like that, it actually drains you of energy. Yes. And I was going to make it much more poetic than what I just did. But the bottom line is you think you're doing things because it won't hurt the other person or because you're just trying to get away with something, but really it's it debilitates you. your ability to function on a daily basis. Well, and let's, you know, let's connect this to whenever we finally tell the truth about something and how we relieved we are, yeah. I kind of envision, sometimes I have like something big to talk to Todd about. I, I think everybody can relate to this and it may not be a deceptive thing. It's just like something that's on my mind. I literally can feel it as like an energy in my body. Like just about three or four days ago, uh, Todd has been traveling a lot and everything. And I woke up and I was like, okay, I need to talk to Todd about this thing. And so I was like, okay, I'll talk to him at about eight o'clock. And then I came downstairs and Todd's like, I have a conference call at eight. I was like, wait, mm-hmm. at eight o'clock, I needed to talk to you about this thing. And the thing is, is the reason I was like, I was putting a time to it is I can only hold it for so long. Like it starts to then give me pain right. and I'm not unloading it on Todd, like saying, take my pain. What I'm saying is that I need to process this through right. or else I get uncomfortable. And we all have that, like where we're like, like, um, you know, there's something that's on our mind and it's killing us to not talk about it. We're hurting ourselves. And the other thing is forgiveness. Sometimes we think by being angry Mm -hmm. that we're hurting somebody else with our anger and we're only hurting ourselves because we're carrying the anger. The other person cannot feel it. Um, So to your point about candor, it's the truth. It's it's helpful to us. So do you want to hear a clip from Orly? Yeah. So what is it? This because is Orly's Ted, got a lot of This is her TED stuff. Talk. Um, the name of it is Kindness. She's got a bunch of TED Talks, or at least two or three that I saw. Okay. But this is from just the beginning of her Kindness TED Talk. Okay. I'm not going to speak to you today about something new or unheard of. Yet at the same time, it has the ability, the energy, and the power to change and to transform this world. The power of kindness, the magic of kindness, the magic of people. Some people call me a dreamer, but I mean, aren't we all dreamers? But even dreams need to be put into action. I became a middle school teacher because I wanted to make a difference in the lives of my students at a time when it mattered most, when their self-value and their self-worth was being challenged every day. I just wanted to help them open their eyes to see the beauty in the world, the beauty in others, and more importantly, the beauty in themselves. To help them recognize that who they are, what they do matters. So I started a project, Acts of Kindness cards. Each card with a different act of kindness with really simple instructions. Perform the act and pass the card to someone else to keep the kindness going. 
Why cards? Because kindness as a term could sometimes be so broad, and I wanted to be able to bring it down to their level, make it more specific, show them that it could be something as small as opening the door for someone or inviting someone to sit at lunch with you, to show them that one act can have a profound impact and help them see all of the amazing opportunities that are there all the time. So what happened? I mean, their self-value increased tremendously. They started feeling powerful, and they started getting excited about different acts of kindness that they would see. They began to see the ripple effect of kindness, and that kindness is infectious. And to them, that was the coolest thing ever. All right, kindness is infectious. Can you tell why Kathy chose her? <laughs> She's the best. Yeah. So listen, where I heard her and the show that we did about her was on The Good Life Project. She did an interview with Jonathan Fields on The Good Life Project probably about a year ago now. If you want to get kind of Orly's story and her backstory and how she got to where she is and where she is now, um, listen to that podcast. Yeah. So just look up uh, Good Life Podcast, Orly Waba, and you can listen. Her TED Talks are amazing, too, yeah. um, especially about what she did with her students. So one thing that I want to say about having Orly and Cheryl, for that matter, is Todd and I um, – you know, obviously this conference is for parents, and we also believe that this conference is for educators, um, as Orly is, is an educator, obviously. We also believe that this conference is for therapists and coaches because we feel that there's information that they can give to their clients. And we are also targeting this conference at teens and tweens, for that matter. Um, there is no reason that our, we can't have our children and our teens come hear this, why take it in as parents and then try and go home and relay it to them? Why not bring them so they can hear it from people that they may already know? You know, they may know Cheryl Strayed. They may have her, quote, tattooed on their body, for all I know. Um, but they also are then hearing maybe something you're trying to teach them from other people. Right. I think that we don't give our children enough credit for appreciating this kind of message. And I can say personally that I started listening to tapes when I was like 15, 16 years old, and it did affect me. It changed my life. And my parents didn't say, you have to listen to this. They said, here's something if you want it. Right. And they were in a drawer. I know exactly where they were. They were in a drawer by the window in the family room. And my dad would just put tapes in there that he would listen to. And he nobody pushed me to do anything. But sometimes I'd get in my car and put a tape in and it would change my day. Mm -hmm. So this is just one of these opportunities to say, come with me. We can make it because the thing is, is the conference is not another thing that Todd and I try and do at this conference is not make it a huge commitment. There are conferences that I go to that are four days. Yeah. You know, Todd and I did. That my, Tony Robbins was four days, 12, 12 to 16 hours a day. Yeah. And and I mean, that's a commitment. And, and there's a reason for that. Yeah. And I go to Emerging Women every year and that's four days all day yeah. plus some night activities. And I'm ready for that when I go. But for us, because we know that our listeners have kind of a different world and life, mm -hmm. um, the commitment is basically Friday, the afternoon on, Saturday until 4.30, and then you have a night to yourself. You have all day Sunday in Chicago if you flew in, and that's kind of what we're trying to create is make this possible and, as Todd would enjoy, practical. Yeah. Can you do this? Yes. Mm -hmm. You can take a day and a half. Yeah. And, you know, we obviously are very proud of what it is that we put together and we assemble these people. And we just think that it is something that we think you're going to get something out of. You're going to leave the conference with some practical takeaways. You're going to have a much better emotional state, I'm guessing. Yes. Um, going to you know, feel inspired. The room is is uh, 
is just inspirational. I mean, the collective energy, not just of you and me and the speakers, but the people and our partners and the vendors and everybody. We Kathy does a tremendous job in kind of getting this energy in the in the proper state. Well, and it's fun, you know. We for those of you who have been there, we what you hear on the show is what we try and bring to the conference. We use a lot of music, we use a lot of videos, we use a lot of humor. This is not like a everyone's going to be sobbing all the time conference. This yeah. is, I mean, yes, it's moving at times, but this is about having enjoying yourself and and integrating this information, putting this stuff into practice. So. Why we're telling you all this is we actually have a deal um, for a an adult to bring a teen, and the teen ends up only being like twenty five dollars. It's know. I think it's there's some special two seventy five that, right. that um, so it, it's a it's adult plus teen, and the teen ba- basically it's nothing for well, them. It'll all be spelled out if you go to our website, which is actually brand new, which we haven't talked about <gasps> yet. ZenParentingRadio.com, and just click on events, and the conference will be up there, and um, you can register right now today. Yeah, you can. So So can I just say something about that before we move on from Orly? Um, And Todd, I want you to give information here too. So we have a Zen Parenting conference page that has all the information. We highly recommend you go there to read everything. Um, But our ZenParentingRadio.com website, which is available today, it's basically been the summer project. And our friend Brad, who's amazing, helped us put this together. He's so good at what he does. And um, we are so proud for this reason. It's not just, I mean, it looks really good, but it's not just about the way it looks. It's about that everything we talk about on this show, you guys can now access. Mm -hmm. All the books we talk about, you know, are available. You can go back and look at certain podcasts and be able to listen to them from the website easily. Um, You know, it's like got this great podcast player now. We have all of our events just in the same page and you can click on them and find them. So if you're like, well, I can't go to this, but I can go to this. Um, We have... All of our, uh, we, you know, Todd's coaching information is there. My the what I do with groups and what I do with people virtually is there. So it's just it's like been a breath of fresh air because everything we do is so hard to keep together. Yeah, sometimes we forget what you we're know, doing. How do we tie all these pieces together? Yes. But we now feel very proud that we have a website that does that. So go to zenparentingradio.com and look around, have fun. Like the, click around on pages, you guys. There's things there that even I'm still finding. Mm-hmm. So have a good time because it, there's things that you will want. You yeah. know, there are other people's podcasts, you know, resources. Our favorite podcast that we've done. Yes, our favorite podcast that we've done, our favorite Zen Parenting. Todd and I picked our top five. Um, and look around and are speaking, you know, like we do all these speaking engagements and people are always like, where do I get information about what you guys talk about? And we're like, that's ridiculous. Yep. And we don't have that. So it's all there. And like Todd said, most importantly, since the conference, since early bird is open, go to sendparentingradio.com, click on um, events and conference, and you can read all about it. There you go. Um, and our second partner of the day is kind snacks. So uh, we just started partnering with them a few weeks ago. But what are Kind Snacks? Um, you can get these snack bars at the local local grocery store, uh, airport, coffee shop, your gym. Uh, gym. They're healthy snacks using whole ingredients that you can recognize and pronounce. And they have a special deal where you get 10 Kind Bars for free. F-R-E-E. That's a beautiful thing. All you have to do is pay shipping. Uh, when you order the sample box, you also get to try the Kind Snacks Club, which you and I just entered. Yep. And you'll receive monthly snacks at a discount and get member-only bonuses. And you can cancel or change that uh, uh, that 
order at any time. So here's what you have to do. Go to kindsnacks.com slash zen. That's kindsnacks.com slash zen to pick up your free sample box. Uh, that's where you go. Um, kind Snacks has saved my butt the, like three times in the last couple of weeks. I know. Because I have been either going somewhere and we weren't going to eat until like four or five, or I've been getting out the door with one of our kids and they hadn't eaten yet. And we have that drawer of those snacks now. Yep. I'm telling you, you guys, I know, you know, you guys are like, oh, you're totally marketing these people. The reason we are is because we are eating these things. Well, and there's other bars that are, I've looked at the ingredients sure. at some of the other uh, brands out there and you can't pronounce the ingredients. And with these, the ingredients are, you know, almonds. Well, it's funny because I'm. we have one right in front of us. Did you bring that down with you? Um, it's the cranberry almond one. So what's funny about it, nuts. you can see, basically what they do is they just put, you can see all the nuts in it. Yeah. Like it's not covered up with a bunch of chocolate or anything. Right. They're just really good. And I... I'm just thankful because I'm one of those people who like I'll have a smoothie in the morning and sometimes I can't have lunch until yeah. like one or two. And so these things have been saving my butt. Yeah. So again, what is it? Kindness snacks. It's kindsnacks.com slash zen. So get a free box, dudes. Yeah, there you go. Um, and our last speaker, and maybe we'll get to um, our questions. Maybe not. Depends how much longer we have. I'm so excited about our last speaker today. You, what about me? I know. Well, and to, you know, I will say this. I Todd and I had talked about having this guy right after we met him because mm-hmm. we were so blown away by him. But Todd was de- definitely like, this is what we're doing. Well, and um, um, what do you want to give him the... <laughs> Poor Toddy's brain. I know. Do you want to give him the kind of build up? Of, I will. Okay. Why don't you go ahead and do okay. that? Are you feeling okay? I feel great. Yeah. You look good, but oh, you're, you. I can just tell it's that better words to look coming. good than it is to feel... My voice sounds really deep this morning. Yeah. That's Fernando. Is that Fernando? Fernando Lamas? I don't know. Billy Crystal. Yes. Um, Todd had a weekend with his friends. I he did. He did his fantasy football draft, so he's a little shaky. No, I'm 100%. No, you're not. Okay, so here's the buildup for our friend. So this is a guy, I can't even remember the first time we heard about him, but we asked him to come be on our show. So you guys, if you listen to the show, you know him. he found us. Did he find us? I think so, but I don't well, know. We were like, sure. And we loved his message because what he taught, he focuses on is consent and how to deal with sexual assault and how to support people who have been sexually assaulted. And he's much more, though, in a preventative. Mm -hmm. He's much more about how do we treat each other, regardless if it's men or women, when it comes to sexuality and how do we talk about these things? Again, do you guys understand why we want you you to bring your teens this year? And we, so we had him on the show and we thought, oh, we'll just talk about sex ed and that Mm -hmm. kind of thing. This guy, blew us away. Yes, he did. He is so ahead of the game because he's been in the game so long. So he knows how to talk about sexuality from every different aspect, from everybody's different perspective because he speaks to people all the time. He goes out and he talks to schools, organizations, but I would say the most impressive thing he does is he works really closely with the military. So the military is having a really big issue with things like sexual assault and things like just talking about issues, you know, around sexuality now that the, you know, things are shifting in the military where obviously women are much, are taking more of a leadership role or, and, and it's like, how do we, how do we respect each other when it comes to our sexuality? So I feel like if I'm a listener right now, I'm like, just say the guy's name for goodness sakes. So, uh, his name is Mike Domish. Mike Domish. And... Like Kathy said, we had him on the podcast, um, and I was blown away. Kathy and I were both blown away. Uh, the tagline of the podcast that we did is building a culture of consent and respect 
Uh, and his Mike Domish's uh, website is uh, Date Safe Project. I got to pull it up. I think it's Date Date Safe Project. Yeah. And he also wrote a book called Can I Kiss You, yeah. which Todd bought like 80,000 copies and gave them to every teen he knew, right. including our they, daughters. I don't know if they read them, but datesafeproject.org is the name of his website. And to your point, he wrote a book that I thought was amazing. And you know, we talk about sexuality on this podcast as much as we talk about anything else, yeah, I think. Yeah. Except for maybe empathy. Empathy probably creeps in. Or self-awareness. Or self-awareness. <laughs> I think self-awareness wins. But um, so I was so stacked, uh, so stoked when we- Were you uh, stacked I was too? stacked okay. too. <laughs> when we uh, brought him, we interviewed him and I'm gonna play a clip from oh, good. his show. Good, you good, good with that? Yeah. Um, so there's Mike Domish. We interviewed him, I think about a year ago. Yeah, it was about a year ago. Something like that. And let's all have a voice. Yes. How would you want to be treated as a human being? Mm. Yes. Right. That's a and parents will come up to me, but I want to teach him to be a good young man, or I want her to teach her to be a good young woman. How about she be a great human being? Mm. Oh, would you so care clarifying. about the gender element if they were a great human being? No. Well, and as somebody, you know, I have to be honest, when I when I heard the name of your book, Can I Kiss You? I instantly thought of a teenage boy absolutely having to ask a teenage girl if he could kiss her. Like that's where my brain just kind of landed. And I have a feeling that's how most people think about your program before they heard what you just said. Yeah, they assume, oh, this is teaching boys to ask. Yes. You're correct. And teaching girls to say no, which is another horrible lesson. The lesson out there is to teach girls to say no, which means what? They can't own their sexuality. Hmm. What if she wants to say yes? Mm -hmm. Wow. What if she wants the sexual intimacy? So one of the things that we love is that sometimes we'll have a college student or a 35-year-old in the military in the audience when we're speaking in the military, and they'll walk out going, hey, today was the first time I realized I have the right to say yes or no without guilt. Mm. Because we teach them, say no. If you don't say no, then there's these negative terms for a woman being sexually active. Or, I mean, if you say yes, there's these negative terms for being sexually active. But if you say no, there's this negative image that you're a prude, that you're a tease, that you're cold. There's no win-win for women. Yeah. For, the, for the gender of females, there's no win-win. So what if we said, hey, there is a win-win. You have the right to ask for what you want. You have the right to say no at any moment. You have both rights, not one or the other. Yeah. So really, again, clarifying, you remove gender and you also remove age. That's right. Because like you said, you have, you know, and I experience this all the time in women's groups, women who are anywhere from 30 to 55 or an older who are saying, I didn't know I had a voice. And so you're talking to young kids, teenagers and women about, like you said, this is for all of us. All right. That's a good start. Mm. I, I'm just going back to that. Could you hear like the whole time I was like, yes, <laughs> that is so true. That is so true. I mean, we were, he just, what Mike did and the reason that we stayed connected to him afterwards, we actually now do podcasts with him on, mm. he has a podcast called, um, meaning it's a mindfulness, yeah. uh, it's an everyday mindfulness podcast. And he talks to a lot of people who are in all different fields, um, all different professions about how to bring mindfulness into their work. And we've done a few shows with him and he just does a really good job. But anyway, um, he helped, he expanded our thinking. It, it's beyond, even though it is important to talk to teenage boys and to college age boys about sexual assault and about consent, he does do that. But he also then expands the conversation to what is it that the girl is expected to do and not do? What what kind of um, freedom is she given? What kind of empowerment is she given? Because really another thing we talked about on that show is basically the system we have set up now is boys are just supposed to basically go in mm -hmm. without any consent and it's up to the girl whether or not she's going to be safe. Mm -hmm. She's either going to say no and fight him off 
or her off because obviously yeah. we're, it's not about gender specific. Things happen within same sex relationships too. There's no discussion. Yeah, there's pretty, no pretty like. Sad. It is like, what do we want together? Um, and and as we talked about with him, the boys feel the pressure of they have to know what they're doing before they know what they're doing. Yeah. Well, and I, the one thing I know for sure is that Mike Domish can carry a room. Oh my and gosh, he's going to be perfect for this conference. I know, and perfect for everybody's age because even though I can sit here and say, bring your teenagers, your teenage girls, and teenage boys because they will get something out of it. You, you're going to learn. You're going to learn too. That was the thing for that podcast. We just, to Kathy's point, we thought we'd be talking about our kids, and half the time it was about adult intimacy. Yes. Yeah, it was pretty cool. We were talking, you know, yesterday I was talking with one of your, your friends about somebody he knew who she felt like in her marriage that her husband used sex mm-hmm. against her to control her. And I was like, explain that more to me. And he's like, she, he would say to her, we need to have sex this many times a week or else I don't feel connected to you. And I, I think that he really thinks that. Mm-hmm. I, and again, he may be trying to control her. But he really thinks these are the steps I have to take so then we're connected. There's no discussion about it. There's no like, is that what you really want? Is that what she wants? Do you really feel like this? Because she didn't feel like this was connecting him. She felt disconnected from him. So do you guys understand how this is so much bigger than just teens? Even though the core components are consent, um, you know, respect sexual assault. Yeah. Those are like the the key elements because those are the issues in society we're dealing with. Right. But if we talk about these bigger issues, this, even within our own marriages or with our own partnership or for those of you who are single and dating, because that can be a for sure. pretty you know dicey area too, yeah. that it affects, it's there too. Mm-hmm. So Mike is a much needed voice right now. And I think to, as Todd said, you guys are going to be like, oh. Well, and you should pull up the podcast that we did with them at zenparentingradio.com slash 347. And it is one of my favorites that we've ever done. So it gives you an idea of how much faith and trust and how much we love Mike's message. Well, and again, let's talk about our conference um, theme, A Force for Good. Mike is a force for good. Mike is doing this work because what, 20 years ago, he got a phone call and found out that his sister had been raped. And he said, okay, what am I going to do in the world to make sure this doesn't happen to other people, to other women, to other families, to other men? How am I going to change the world? And he's doing it. And, um, and I, we highly recommend you follow him again. So you'll see all these places he's speaking and all these things that he's doing. The, re- the other reason Todd and I love doing this conference is the news we get and that we're exposed to all the time is so bad. And we look around the world and we're like, oh my gosh, there's neo-Nazis over here, there's white supremacy over here, there's inequality over here. And we're not seeing that there's actually people out there who are on a daily basis doing things that are taking us in the other direction. Well, and these three speakers that yes. were coming um, are evidence of that. That's right. And they live their life with that mission in mind. When we first put these people together and we're like, these are the three we want, what I kept thinking about is Cheryl to me is wisdom. Mm-hmm. I, Cheryl's just an old soul. She's yeah. just she's just wisdom. Like I have never heard her answer a question without me being like blown away, yeah. right? And Orly is obviously kindness, obviously someone who is not just talking about kindness, but figuring out ways to practice it. Mm-hmm. And then Mike is responsibility. What is our responsibility when we are relating to other people, if it be in a romantic partnership, sexually, um, even even just in friendship? You know, how do we respect each other's boundaries? And so wisdom, kindness, responsibility. There you go. They're all forces for good. 
So go to our website, zenparentingradio.com, uh, click on events, and uh, you can learn more about our awesome conference and our awesome website and everything else. And two really quick things. Um, obviously, you can. there's early bird specials. You can get um, one ticket for 250 You can get two tickets for 450 which is – this is much cheaper than the regular ticket price because oh, yeah. it's usually 300 for one ticket, so that would be 600 for two. And uh, we're, save 150 bucks. Yeah, we're, we're giving you an opportunity to, to do that, plus the, the adult plus teen um, is an opportunity. And then – Two other things. I'm doing a pre-conference workshop three to five on Friday. It's called How to Be Brave. Um, last year, this sold out right away. So if you want to go, get your ticket for that. Um, it's going to be wonderful. I'm already thinking so deeply about it. I'm so excited. Um, and last year, we had such an awesome group of and women. And I think that's going to sell out faster than anything else that we have going on. Well, I, I'm it just did thrilled. La- it did last year. Yeah. Like we sold out. We, yeah. just, we had to cut it off. And we that's and the thing is, is we're not cutting it off to be uh, difficult. We it's because the room is small. Yeah. Um, so there are 50 people. And then um, the other thing is Zen Friend. For those of you who came last year, you know what a Zen Friend is. Um, there are people that want to attend this conference who financially cannot right now. And Todd and I make a lot of deals with people. It, basically, if you want to go and you can't, email us because we want to figure out a way to get you there but you guys can help us help those people help those people actually you're not helping us you're helping them get there if when you buy your ticket you have an opportunity to be a zen friend you can donate anything you want it can be 10 bucks it can be 500 bucks to make sure that other people can get to this conference um and we'll recognize you in the program right if it's if you give 50 or above then you're in the program um and just us saying hey thank you for helping these people um get here and and the people you know, we never share names. We never say this person got you here. Right. But the people who email us, and there are plenty of them who say, I want to come, but I can't afford it. We say a Zen friend got yep. you here. Yep. So so go to that. So basically from this day forward, we're going to be talking a lot about this conference because if you guys can make this happen, don't do the, oh, maybe I'll go next year. Oh, yeah, it sounds fun, but I don't have time. Or um, I got to wait to see what my schedule is like in March 2nd and 3rd of 2018. Correct. Put it on your calendar. Do Make this the thing you base everything around. Yeah. And fly, And if you're like, well, you want me to fly in? Yes, yeah. I do. We would love to have you. <laughs> we had plenty of people fly in last year and the year before. Two of my and- favorite people, Tony and Dominique, they have gone each of the last two years. I don't know if they'll be there next year, but they're from San Diego. Yeah. And uh, they took a train. <laughs> they took a train last year. I can't believe they did that, but they decided that they wanted to kind of see the country on the way here. So that's what they did. They brought their son. I was going to say they brought their son and they had some issues along the way, if yes. I remember correctly. They missed Friday night because of uh, an avalanche or something yes. in Colorado. So make it an adventure. Yeah. Go experience the, you know, the the world. And and like we said, we're done at 4.30 on Saturday. So you guys can have a night in Chicago or you can just hang around at our the beautiful hotel where we have this conference. It's a gorgeous hotel. Um, so anyway, we'll be talking enough about it, but we're, we're just, excited. We're excited. We're really excited. So we're a kid in a candy shop today. Yes. Um, so we have time for maybe one quick question. Sure. And this one takes longer. I don't know which one to do, sweetie. Whatevs. Um, all right, real quick. Okay. My dad comes to stay at our house in New Hampshire every summer from Florida for six weeks every summer. Six weeks. He's a full-time volunteer for Habitat for Humanity. He's not kid acclimated. We have a three-and-a-half-year-old, and I've dealt with learning to breastfeed and working on my son's sleep and getting him out for visits with his friends all these summers with my dad in tow. Okay, wait. I missed something you said. He's not kid acclimated? What I, does that mean? It means that he's a grandpa. <laughs> so that he's not – he doesn't really understand the kid's yeah, schedule as right, much. Okay, yeah. cool. Uh, 
July is prime time. Plus, I can't walk around. She's funny. Can't walk around in my underwear, and it's a hot out. All my friends are at the lake, and the kids are playing. We have lots of girl talk, and it's kind of weird having my dad hanging out with us. Yeah, It's not really easy talking with my support system about my infertility diagnosis last week with him right there. Yeah. He tries to go on the deck to give us some space, but then I feel bad he's bored and alone, and I try to mm. go back and forth. We have an upcoming trip. Uh, and we have been talking about booking it for seven years. My sister has vacation the same week, and she's pers- purposefully not inviting my dad on her vacation, so we're stuck bringing him with us, and it's a real bummer. I don't mm. want to hurt his feelings, and having lost my mom in my 20s, I realize that I'm lucky to have him here with me. But this is my family time, and I don't know where to go. I just really want him to come in mid-August to September, to September instead so we can still have our family summer every year, but I'm sure he wouldn't like that with his schedule. What do you think? Oh, well, first of all, and again, I don't know how many people are receiving that, but I think she's sweet. Yes. I think that she's saying, I love my dad and I don't want to disappoint him or make him sad, but I'm struggling and I don't want to resent him. Right. And I would say um, maybe she's already approached this shift in schedule. Like the solution could be that simple, but she she may not want to make her dad feel bad by even asking for a different time. But let's just assume that she has already said, oh, Dad, I really want you to come August to September. Uh-huh. And he's already said, sorry, that doesn't work. Yeah. What would you say to her? Well, I mean, the, uh, here's the thing. I think that before we jump ahead, we need to say that that's the most important thing. I think that one thing that we tend to forget is that when we feel resentful or when we feel annoyed by somebody, that is our indication that a boundary has been crossed. That doesn't mean the person, regardless if it's our dad or a friend or a spouse or a kid, it doesn't mean that they need to change everything or that they did something necessarily horrible, but we got to remember that's our internal um, bell that says this isn't working for me. And so what we can do is say what does work for both parties, and it sounds like what would work is if he came later in the summer. Because what happens if he comes later in the summer is she's happy to see him. They can base everything around him and make him kind of the more the center. He will feel loved and wanted while he's there. He won't feel alone. And she will enjoy him there. So it's a win, 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 win. Whereas right now, he probably feels her Of course he does. Of course he does. Probably doesn't vocalize it or maybe he does. And the fact that this guy like tries to give... Her space. I mean, he's a sweetheart and he's a Habitat for Humanity volunteer. I know. I bet he's amazing. My goodness. Um, and then maybe, you know, get creative in your solution. Like he comes every for six weeks every summer. Maybe it's three weeks in the summer and three weeks in the fall yes. or something like, you know, sometimes Kathy and I are like, if we're really stuck, if we are able, sometimes we throw money at the problem. Yeah. And what I mean by that is offer to pay for one of his flights yes. in the fall. Yes. Like to, to make him feel better, to make you feel like, I don't know if money's an issue, but just get creative. Like write a bunch of ideas down and go through it with your partner, your husband or whoever it is. And maybe bring your dad in to speak authentically without hurting his feelings at the same time. Because I have a feeling and, and uh, you know, mom or whoever wrote this, I, I don't know if this is the case, but a lot of times we maintain the same role that we did in childhood, yes. which is our parents get to dictate everything and we have to go along with it and we have no voice. And that doesn't mean he was a bad dad right. or that you're like, you know, a repressed person. These aren't Most like of labels. Us have those but we tendencies. D- did I not do that with my dad? Yep. I mean, I would be like, oh, I just don't want to tell him that because I'm worried. I mean, here I am, this person who's teaching people how to be more vocal. 
vocal. And my dad, who's the most, who is the most loving person in the world, who would have totally understood. I'm like, I just don't want to hurt his feelings. Yeah. So I totally understand. But what I have found with, and I did find this with my dad later, but with my mom now, is if I'm just upfront about my own schedule and my own life, not in a, it's more important than you. Mm-hmm. I say things to my mom like, my first priority is seeing you this week. Yeah. And here's how my schedule is going. So how can you and I make sure we see each other with our own schedules? She's my first priority in making sure I see her. But at the same time, that doesn't mean I throw everything aside and just go to her schedule. I say, how do we do this together? Well, and it sounds like there's some tension between her and her sister, too. So that's got to be worked out. There's a lot of layers here. Uh, but I thought it was a tremendous question. I, I struggled out with my own dad. Like, yes, we, he, yes. Um, he really leans on me and my family to uh, help him be happy. Yes. And there's a balance there because yes. I can't do everything, but I need to do some things. It's tricky. And you love him and you want him to feel supported, but sometimes we feel like we're tipping over. Yeah. And so it's that, you know, that balance of, is it, it too much pressure where you're feeling resentful? Then you know that's that feeling of I'm feeling resentful or uncomfortable or angry is the ding, ding, ding to change something. Yeah. It's not the ding, ding, ding that you need to be more, that you need to dig in more. Yeah. It's saying, how do I change this and make sure my dad knows that he is my priority. And because he's my priority, I want to make sure when he's here, he's getting the love he deserves and not me being frustrated at him. You know, that's really what we're trying to do. I feel like we could have dedicated our whole show to that question. I know she's sweet and he's sweet. So hopefully that helps out a little bit, but we are up against the clock today. I do want to say we have two iTunes reviews. Uh, One is from EDPD from Australia. Um, So helpful for more than just parenting. Thank you for that one. And then uh, Phrase Framboises from Canada. So we have two international um, reviews. Uh, and she says, I love this podcast, Kathy and Todd gently, but earnestly provide helpful tools for becoming more compassionate and supportive human beings. Well, good. So thank you for those. And for those of you listening on your phone, you actually can do a search for Zen Parenting Radio on your iTunes store and submit a review there. So we would be very, very uh, lucky and grateful if you did that because it helps other people find our podcast. And then uh, we have two other partners, um, Tree of Life Chiropractic Care. That's chirotree.com, Dr. Kelly. She actually has Taco Tuesday tomorrow night. Yay. um, Which means she brings in some Mexican food for all of her patrons. So um, Dr. Kelly, she's awesome. She takes care of me and my entire family. And then don't forget about Jeremy Kraft. He does painting and remodeling throughout the Chicagoland area. He's a bald head of beauty. And the name of his website is avidco.net. And his phone number, give him a call if you have any remodeling jobs, painting jobs coming up. Uh, Give him a call, 630-956-1800, and tell him that Todd and Kathy sent you because we love Jeremy and he loves us back. That's right. So everybody, go to our website, sendparentingradio.com. Look around. See the amazingness of the website. There's so much there. So you can come to our events. We've got a bunch of things coming up in September. We've got a screening on September 11th, Angst at York Theater, and a bunch of self-compassion classes. Oh, yeah, Angst. We We have that movie. Yes. Start promoting that. But I'm walking out the door. Okay. And so, um, and then our conference, get your early bird tickets. That's right. We don't know how long it's going to go for. So get it in now. We would love to have you. And focus on being a force for good because that's the way that we're going to make change. Not by, not by getting more angry and getting more hate filled, but about becoming a force for good. So let's practice this together. Keep trucking. 
Hi, everyone. Thanks for listening. Yeah, thanks. We appreciate you, and we hope you'll join us next time. If you're a fan of Zen Parenting Radio, they are. Consider leaving us a review on iTunes. We love them. This helps people find us, or you can just tell a friend about our show. Even better, word of mouth, right? Right. Todd and I, we do our speaking engagements about Zen parenting and self-awareness, so if you have an interested group or an organization, contact us at kathy at zenparentingradio.com. We love speaking to groups. Hey. Hey now. Guess what? Next year's Zen Parenting Conference is March 2nd and 3rd, 2018. Sweet. If you want to know more about this or any of our upcoming events, go to zenparentingradio.com and click events. If you like reading awesome parenting books, read Kathy. She's got three of them. And the way to find out about them is go to zenparentingradio.com and click on the store. Thank you. You're welcome. Award-winning, I might add. I know. So you coach guys. I love coaching guys. And you're good at it. I do it on Skype, face-to-face, and even on the phone. And we talk about uh, parenting, uh, relationships, finance, career, work-life balance. It's awesome. So first session's free. If you're interested, go to toddadamscoaching.com. Great. And if you ever shop via Amazon, you can help us out by first going through the Amazon link on our homepage. It won't cost you anything, I promise. Yeah. But we get a small commission from Amazon. It's just an easy way of making money. And you, you, you're you going to buy from Amazon anyway, so you might as well go through our homepage. All right. Right-hand side, Amazon link. Great. Great. <laughs> hey, and thanks for being such an awesome listener, you know? <laughs> sponsors. Oh, yeah. Um, I also want to thank our two amazing partners, Dr. Kelly from the Tree of Life Chiropractic Care and Avid Company, Painting and Remodeling, avidco.net, and Dr. Kelly's at chirotree.com. Thank you so much for all your love and support. Keep on trucking. Sweetie, Case, say keep on trucking. Keep on trucking. I say it better. I know. That's all right. Keep trucking. Adios. <laughs> <laughs>